Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an all-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. Welcome into Early Outs with Joe Ostrowski. Another Saturday, and this Saturday, a solid one for sports betting. We're going to have a drama-filled Preakness Stakes. The Stanley Cup playoffs start tonight. It's the penultimate day of the NBA's regular season. It would be nice if the Blackhawks and Bulls were able to participate in the postseason. Uh, Another story for another day. Here's the itinerary this morning for early odds. Jim Miller with a full Preakness preview coming up in a few minutes. How a Vegas bookmaker views the Stanley Cup playoff series. Point spreads for nearly every Bears game. Yes, you can bet on December Bears games right now. And more Preakness picks from analysts Chris Felica and Simon Bray all this hour. Yesterday, big anniversary, and I'm not hosting this show. You are not listening to this show without yesterday's three-year anniversary. May 14th, 2018, the Supreme Court overturned PASPA, which led to the legalization and launch of sports betting in now nearly 30 states, including Illinois. I was in Springfield when the spring session went into overtime into the weekend uh, before passing in June of 2019. What an experience that was, covering the legalization of sports betting for 670 The Score in our sister station, WBBM, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. I was at Rivers Casino when sports betting launched in March of 2020, days before the world change. And sports was shut down. 
And when you think about how the sports betting landscape has changed over the last couple of years, you can't watch a game. You can't listen to the score without getting smacked in the face with ads from a multitude of sports books. Some of you may be annoyed by it a bit, but I'll tell you, as far as sports radio goes, I'm sure it's kept a lot of local programming on the air in many of the legal markets. I think that's a small price to pay. So this three-year anniversary of PASPA's repeal, big deal for me, clearly, changed my career. Completely changed it. Uh, The media landscape evolving, and I'm lucky enough to be part of that. Been hosting a daily sports betting show over the last nine months, BetQL Daily. It started as a two-hour podcast, and this year it turned into a three-hour show on a radio network in three major markets. It's on YouTube for the video form, and we still have the podcast form, uh, BetQL Daily. Please seek it out. Subscribe. It's a lot of fun, and uh, we try to bring as many smart people on the show as possible to pass along some quality information. After three years... The legalized market still has a ways to go, but uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. We'll be at 40-plus states before you know it. Yeah, there are things that need to be cleaned up, but overall, the rapid growth has exceeded my expectations, even though I knew this was going to be huge. All of the major professional leagues have official betting partners. Did you ever think you'd be turning on a game? And in the background, here's one sports book. There's another sports book on the outfield wall. It's kind of surreal. And the NFL is one of those leagues. They have three official sports betting partners now. They always stayed as far away as they could from sports betting. And we have a team in Vegas, and they have three betting partners. Uh, March numbers for Illinois were released the other day. Oh my, oh my goodness. The sports betting handle for the month, obviously March Madness, so there was a lot to bet on, a lot of interest. Sports betting handle is dollars wagered. For the state of Illinois in March, it was $633.6 million, third highest in the nation. To put that into perspective, Nevada's handle was only $7 million higher than Illinois in March. So if we were allowed to legally wager on Illinois, Northwestern, Loyola, NIU, we'd have a much higher handle than Las Vegas one year after launch. Remarkable. Remarkable. That poor policy will hopefully be overturned. I'm not expecting change in the uh, in-person registration. That's going to be a big issue once we get new sports books into the market. We'll worry about that another time. I I haven't heard many lawmakers address that, but they are willing to talk about uh, making strides on allowing us to bet legally on Illinois collegiate events. But uh, thank you, New Jersey, for fighting and fighting until PASPA was overturned three years ago yesterday. All right, now to today's Preakness Stakes. Later this hour, we'll hear from ESPN's Chris Felica, the Bear, and TVG Simon Bray to help preview today's Preakness Stakes. But we've got to start with our guy, Jim Miller, a weekly contributor here on Early Odds, at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter from Hawthorne Racecourse. Jim, 
Let's get to the bottom of this here. Uh, Bob Baffert says earlier this week that it's all about cancel culture. He was canceled. Everyone's out to get him. I, I don't know who canceled him. Did you cancel Baffert? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know who canceled him at all. I mean, I think he canceled himself by changing the story time and again and again. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Jim Miller with me on the Alpamonte Nissan hotline, Alpamonte Nissan in Melrose Park on North Avenue or apnissan.com. Let's try to break this down to people because I'm sure some of our listeners, they see the news come out on Sunday morning about what happened with Medina Spirit, what Bob Baffert was doing. And maybe there's this idea that, oh, he was shooting up the horse the day before. Right, that that sort of cheating, but he's also really playing it down. He's going on Sports Center. He's going on Fox News Channel, talking to everybody earlier in the week. Now he's radio silent, and he's just saying, "Oh no, it's it's like it's nothing." These picograms. What's the reality? What sort of cheating was going on? And here's the thing: there there are a couple realities to it, like you mentioned, Joe. First off, the whole notion that he was shooting the horse up a, a day before the Derby. That just doesn't happen. These horses for the Kentucky Derby, when they come in to get set up in Churchill Downs, they are under 24-hour security. It's very hard to get access to any of these horses. They're always witnessed with everything going on once they arrive there at Churchill Downs. So for anybody to question that something was happening along those lines the day before a race just isn't going to happen. So the second question is, how do we get to where we are right now? Because Bob Baffert's story, and he was the one who came out first to report the overage of this, mm-hmm. is his story has changed. The, the, the drug they're talking about is a steroid by the name of betamethasone. And betamethasone is basically used as a skin treatment, and it's used as a skin treatment in animals and in humans. And first, Baffert's story was, I've never treated the horse with this in my life. Then the next day, it was, oh, a groom may have relieved himself in the stall of the horse, and the horse may have eaten the hay, and the groom was on cough medicine. And then the next day was, well, the horse had has a skin issue and we were treating the horse with a topical solution and we didn't know that betamethasone was in the solution. So first off, the first story is just deniability. The second story would be stupidity. And then the third story would mean you're not reading the labels on something that you're putting on a Kentucky Derby horse. So all of them are so sketchy and so questionable. And then you mentioned the overage level. It was listed as 21 picograms and everybody's saying, okay, well, what is a picogram? It's one one trillionth of a gram. They're saying, well, that's nothing. It's only 21 picograms in the horse. Well, that's not really the case. It's 21 picograms per milliliter of blood tested in the horse. And a horse carries about 50,000 milliliters of blood. So the amount of picograms of this in the horse is actually much higher than 21. But that's not really portrayed in the mainstream media necessarily or portrayed just in any story you've seen put out. But that's a little bit more of a reality, this situation. But for clarity, betamethasone, using it on a horse is not banned. It can be used. It just has to be completely out of the system the day of the race. And that's what they say. They say the withdrawal time for betamethasone is about 14 days. And that's meaning that for for it to work its way through the system and be out of a horse's system. But it can be used in in numerous ways. And it can be used to reduce inflammation. It can be used to treat different skin conditions. But in the state of Kentucky, it is a banned substance to have on race day. You're allowed to have up to 10 picograms within your system. Anything above that is a violation of the rules. So regardless of whether the 21 picograms per milliliter is performance enhancing or not, and there's people on both sides of the fence regarding that, 
it is still a breaking of the rule. And that's something that has to be followed. They're going to test the split sample. I bet you the split sample comes back the same way the initial sample came back. Then there'll be an appeal process. So you may still be talking a month or longer before you even have a determination of who the true Kentucky Derby winner is. We might not even know by the morning of the Belmont Stakes three weeks from today, correct? Right, and that's the thing. Medina Sparrow could win the Preakness today and then three weeks from now be racing in the Belmont for what could be a triple crown, but you may not know. It wouldn't surprise me if this horse wins the Preakness if there's a little bit more of a rush to get the second test, the split sample tested and get those results back going into the Belmont. But think about if you're in the shoes of of the connections of Mandaloon who finished second in the Kentucky Derby Mm -hmm. and you're not even running in the Preakness. And this is a horse that ran a great race in the Kentucky Derby. Say they were to come back in the Belmont and win. And all of a sudden you said, okay, well, we just missed a leg, but because of this disqualification, we could have been the triple crown winner. I'm really split on this on what it does for the industry overall. We saw the ratings, how they were sky high. We addressed that last week. The last couple of Kentucky Derbies have been that way. There was a lot of interest there. And if you're a fringe sports better and you got hurt by this, you might not come back. But we know during the race today, there are going to be a lot of eyeballs on Medina Spirit. And if Medina Spirit wins today, going for the Triple Crown, in three weeks at the Belmont, there's going to be a lot of attention on horse racing. If we look at it from a ratings perspective, the best thing for the industry would be for Medina Spirit to win today. It would be, but at the same time, it's so weird because when you're watching from the mainstream who just tunes into maybe a handful of races throughout the course of the year, your Mm -hmm. sole focus is going to be on Medina Spirit. Uh, The people that live day in and day out for horse racing are are probably cheering against this horse winning the race because they think that there could be something that's up. And then you look back at the betters, and and you're right. The order of finish for the Kentucky Derby and the payouts are not going to change. And and that's something where you feel really badly for those who bet Mandaloon. At the same time, those who bet Medina Spirit don't want anything changed, of course, and they already got paid out. There's going to be a lot of different opinions, but you're right. The focus on the race is going to be huge. The, the ratings will be very high for the Preakness for what's not a great race either for the Preakness. But because of this story, so many eyes are going to be tuned into the television to watch and see how this horse runs. And here's the thing. If Medina Spirit runs well and the horse has been tested numerous times going into this race and will be tested again after, then people, maybe it vindicates Medina Spirit a little bit in the connections. But for them, they really do need and want this horse to run very well. But for you personally, Jim Miller, a huge fan of the sport your entire life. Uh, this has become your career. It yep. is your passion. Do you think Medina Spirit should be running today? Yes, I do. Only for this fact. It's really hard to say, but I do because there is a process that does have to happen. And, and you do have the appeal process. You have the split sample testing and that. I wish that it could be done more quickly. But because there has not been a final determination, I think you really have no choice but to allow the horse to race. It may change things down the road. I'm not going to pick the horse to win the race by any means. I think there's other horses that are better in the race. But I think you do have to allow the horse to race. Okay, very good. We do have a race to handicap, so we promise. It's just not all going to be on the spirit. Plenty of coverage on that all week, and I'm sure NBC is going to do their fair share of that today. But we we do have a race to handicap. and. We both heard from a lot of people that we talked about it 
on Early Odds a couple of weeks ago. We try to promote it as much as possible. If you're looking on the sportsbook app of your choice and you don't find horse racing, there's a reason. It's not available to bet. So uh, the people should use the Club Hawthorne app. There's plenty of time to download, get signed up before today's race, right? Yeah, and that's the thing. And you want to be able to use the Club Hawthorne app because it is so easy to sign up for. You can wager from the comfort of your home. And here's the thing, Joe. Even if you're spurned by the result of the Derby and you don't want to bet the Preakness because Medina Spirit is in that race, there are so many other very, very good races on this Pimlico card throughout the course of Saturday. And there's racing from across the country as well. And it is. It's so easy to just wager from the comfort of your home. So you can download the Club Hawthorne app. You can wager right now. Very easy to deposit and withdraw money too. But uh, I'll tell you, there are some ways to make some money throughout the course of the day at Pimlico, at Hawthorne. And just if you want to bet on racing in general, but that is the easiest way to go about it. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on a Saturday morning, Sports Radio 670. The score, our weekly contributor, Jim Miller from Hawthorne Racecourse, getting you set for today's Preakness Stakes. Explain the challenges going from the Derby to today's Preakness in 14 days. The one thing you see, Joe, and you see very rarely is horses that run long distance races consistently anymore. And especially for these three-year-old horses. And that's what makes winning the Triple Crown so, so tough is that the Kentucky Derby is a mile and a quarter. Two weeks later, you have to come back and run a mile and three sixteenths in the Preakness. And then if you keep going three weeks after that, it's a mile and a half in the Belmont. Odds are none of these three-year-old horses will ever run a mile and a half again. Only a handful may even run a mile and a quarter. But when you look, the Kentucky Derby had 19 horses start. Coming back out of the Derby into this race are only three horses. And that's the thing. Keep me in mind, Medina Spirit and Midnight Bourbon are the only three that are coming back two weeks after. And it's because it does take horses some time to recover. And that's what makes winning the Triple Crown so, so tough is the distance of races, but also the spacing of races. Because so often nowadays, thoroughbreds are seeing either a month or six weeks between starts. So to come back in two weeks, it's a tough task, and it's why you see so few horses that do it. All right, we'll get to the entire board, what you see hitting today, but let's focus in on the winner. Which horse is going to win the Preakness? I have said time and again that Medina Spirit was Baffert's number three horse. I thought Life is Good was his number one horse, and that horse was off the Derby Trail. I have thought all along his number two horse is Concert Tour. That's the horse that I think will win the Preakness. It's the 10 horse in the Preakness. Mike Smith rides. And here's the thing. Medina Spirit and Concert Tour have very similar running styles. They're both upfront type of runners. There's one other horse in the race that can show speed, who is Midnight Bourbon. Now, Medina Spirit, I think because of coming from post number three, will probably go out there and show speed. And Baffert's not going to want his two horses challenging one another. So I think Medina Spirit will go out there, will take the lead. I think Midnight Bourbon could be the one to actually challenge Medina Spirit early on. But you get the Hall of Famer, Mike Smith, in the saddle on Concert Tour. I do think Concert Tour is the better horse. I think this horse sits right behind the pace. And I think swoops right on by in the lane. And I think Concert Tour is going to run on by and win. Would you be surprised if Medina Spirit wins and we're talking about a potential Triple Crown winner? No, not at all. And, and only for this reason. I mean, looking back at the Kentucky Derby, the track was a very speed-favoring tra- track at Churchill Downs that day. But regardless, you had a 19-horse field, and this was a horse that made the lead and got pushed almost every step of the way and kept on going. Now you find only a 10-horse field here. It's not nearly as talented a field of 10 either. 
And there's only a handful of horses in here that could show speed. So Medina Spirit could very easily make the front again and make every call a winning one. It, really, the, the question comes with those other two horses, Midnight Bourbon and Concert Tour. But it wouldn't surprise me by any means. And for those watching, even the people that say they're going to boycott betting on the Preakness, I don't see any way possible Medina Spirit is not the favorite when they spring from the gates. And some of those people that will be saying they'll be boycotting, wagering on the Preakness stakes as we get closer and closer, uh, maybe they'll just throw a quick bet out there, right? I've said the same thing in bad beats for sports time. And again, somebody hits a buzzer beater and you get beat by the hook. It happens all the time. So yeah, maybe they say they're going to take a break or they're they're not going to bet, but there is the appeal. It is horse racing. I mean, these are grand animals and you can find value out there. And if you're looking for value, even if it's not Medina spirit, you may bet on the race on somebody else to cheer against Medina spirit. I'm kind of doing that a little bit myself, but uh, people always seem to come back. With Jim Miller of Hawthorne Racecourse getting you set for the second crown jewel here of the Triple Crown. Today's Preakness Stakes. Concert Tour, you say. That is your pick to win. But Jim, how do we make some real money? Give us some horses to throw in to our exotics. Yeah, so looking at our exotics here, like I said, I think Concert Tour is going to win. I think there's four horses that you really can use in the race. And if you want to box them in exactas and trifectas, you can do so and hope for some of the prices to come in and maybe Medina Spirit to run out. We talked about the same with the Derby. Essential quality was the horse that you wanted to run out, and it did, and people had a chance to make some money. Um, I do think you have to use Medina Spirit in this race, but I think the five Midnight Bourbon is a horse who could be a factor. The six Rombauer is a horse that's going to be a little bit more of your long shot play. And then the 10 Concert Tour. So if you box those four horses in exacta and trifecta, and maybe Medina Spirit finishes fourth in there, then you have the chance to make some money on the exacta and the trifecta and do pretty well in a race that, again, doesn't have a whole lot of pace and all these horses will be in contention the entire way around. Those are your four. That's how you can make some real money in today's Preakness Stakes. Uh, Jim, once again, a- any info for uh, people need to be aware? They want to make sure they can bet on the race and they want to get the Club Hawthorne app. Just something to pass along for me when I did sign up a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I found it much easier when I went to the actual website on my laptop so I could get the deposit in. Yeah, exactly. And, and the website address is wager.clubhawthorne.com if you want to go to the website or download the Club Hawthorne app. Um, fortunately, restrictions have been eased up a little bit. So we are open to 60% capacity at Hawthorne. If you do want to come and place your wagers there too, uh, racing harness racing every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night as well. But if you want to focus on the Preakness, yeah, go on your laptop, go to wager.clubhawthorne.com. And it is, it's very easy to sign up for, make a deposit right, right away. And you can start betting within minutes. Wager.clubhawthorne.com. Dot com. Jim Miller of Hawthorne Racecourse. Jim, enjoyed it. Appreciate all the information. And let's talk next week, all right? You got it. Say hello to my friend Simon Bray for me. Yeah, later this hour, more on the Preakness from TVG Simon Bray and ESPN's Chris Felica. Joe Ostrowski here. Hit me up on Twitter at Joe0670 at Joe0670. Up next, the puck gets dropped on the Stanley Cup playoffs tonight. And a Vegas bookmaker shares his angles. Plus, the bear schedule's out. You know that. And we have lines for all the games this year. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Saturday mornings, 8 to 9 on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The score listener line is open 24-7, 365, and powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. You've got early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m. on 670. The score, we've got point spreads for the entire Bears season and a strength of schedule pet peeve of mine. I'll explain shortly. The Stanley Cup playoffs begins tonight with the Bruins and Caps and three more tomorrow. Circus Sports oddsmaker Jeff Davis broke down his favorite series bets on the NHL on BetQL Daily. Check it out. Uh, pretty much ever since the inception of the Golden Knights, this wild team has been a real pain in the butt for Vegas. Uh, they, For whatever reason, the style they play uh, wreaks some havoc, and that's across two coaches. Uh, I, I see some plus 220s out there uh, on the wild to win the series. That seems like an incredible bet to me. After doing the numbers, I, I have it closer to like minus 70 or minus 75. So of all the series prices on the board, that's probably the best one. Uh, and then the avalanche were just mentioned. That's another one. If you can lay 340, 350, you know, the term value doesn't get thrown around laying 
three and four dollars, but I think this one is closer to five dollars. Uh, the Avalanche are probably the best team in my recent memory over the last six or eight years since doing numbers. So I, I would say those are the two best bets on the board: a Wild plus two twenty Ranger, Avalanche minus three fifty. Yeah, I, I know that um, you know you were talking about rolling over from series to series uh, with a particular team. Is there somebody, though, that you really think, is there some team that you really feel like has a ton of value maybe we're not thinking of? Because, I, I mean, the way I look at this field, um, you know, you're not going to get like a 30 to 1 team to win the whole thing like it happened, what, a couple of years ago with the Blues. I think they were 30 to 1. I mean, I don't know if that happens this year, but is there a team like that where, where maybe you might be willing to, you know, to put something down for them? Personally, I'm not a fan, but betters are telling me otherwise. The Oilers seem to be really popular at the window amongst some of the more intelligent clientele. Uh, that number's been bet down. We were in the low 30s uh, maybe a couple weeks ago. We're down to about 25 now. And, you know, there's been some buzz. Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, as good as it, as, as it comes. Uh, Tyson Berry, nice on the back end. Darnell Nurse has turned himself into a really good defenseman. I don't know if they have enough depth and if Mike Smith is the guy that's going to carry them to the cup, but they have a whole lot of high-end talent that maybe if they can carry this Oilers team through a few series, maybe the Canadians upset the Leafs and the Oilers get to play the Canadians. You know, crazy things can happen in the the NHL playoffs. For me, it seems like one of the top six teams is going to win and there's not going to be very many surprises, but yeah, if, if I was to pick one, uh, the betters are really saying it could be the Oilers. Uh, Jeff, you you were talking about how much you love the Avs and you expect one of the top six teams uh, to end up winning the Cup. And a lot of the hockey betters that we've been talking to over the last couple of weeks, previewing the playoffs, uh, the common theme seems to be chalk, 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 that in these divisions, there's a bit of a divide between one, two, and three, four. Uh, do you agree with that? Are you expecting to see Chalk not only to win it, but uh, throughout the playoffs? I kind of do, and it's a sport that doesn't lend itself to that, which scares me a little bit. It's a sport where there's a team every year that makes some noise. I think the most interesting thing is going to be after we get out of the first two rounds and it gets down to the final four, is how these teams compare because they've only been playing seven other teams all year. You know, it's no secret that the Canadian division, the defense and goaltending in that group is far inferior to the others and how that's going to translate when whoever gets out of that division faces the Bruins or the Hurricanes or the Avalanche or or one of these high-powered teams. What's going to happen? Maybe, maybe it's nothing and the Leafs play to their power ranking and I'm making a meal out of this, but I just think there might be some interest to hear and, and seeing how everything kind of correlates, I guess, for lack of a better word. Jeff Davis of Circus Sports. He does all their hockey numbers with myself and Chris Ranji yesterday on BetQL Daily. Weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and it's a podcast, too. We seem to have bear stuff every week. This week, no different here on Early Odds. Let's do the spreads first, and I have a strength of schedule annoyance that is worth addressing. Wednesday, the big reveal of the NFL schedule. 
It was supposed to be in prime time, but if you were on Twitter in the AM or you were listening to 670 The Score, you got the entire week one schedule and the entire Bears deal done early that morning. In fact, the point spread for Bears-Rams was first posted at a Vegas sportsbook on Tuesday. So our friends at PointsBet not only posted week one, but they have lines for the Bears' first 15 games. That's all the matchups in 2021, week 17 and 18 in January. Who knows if those teams are going to be playing for anything. So I'm sure that's the main reason those were not posted. Last year, the Bears closed as the favorite only three times. Three out of 16 games, they were the favorite. In the first 15 up at points bet, they have them as a favorite five times and an underdog 10 times. Now, eight of those 10 times as a dog, we are talking about sizable numbers. Here's the breakdown. Uh, The five games the Bears are favored, both times against Detroit, minus 10.5 in week four and minus six on Thanksgiving. Bears Minus five and a half, week two versus Cincinnati. Maybe an Andy Dalton revenge game. Maybe he's benched week two. Whatever. Who knows? Uh, Two more as favorites. Very short spreads. Minus one against Arizona and their half-point favorites versus Minnesota on Monday night. So both of those could easily flip without much injury information. The 10 games as underdogs. Let's start with the largest spreads. Plus 10.5 at Brady and the Bucks. Plus 10 at Rodgers, I think, and the Packers. Plus 7 three times. Touchdown dogs three times. At the Rams, at the Browns, at the Seahawks. A plus 6 home dog against the Packers. Bears are plus 5.5 back-to-back games at the Steelers. Hosting the Ravens. Uh, the close ones are plus two and a half hosting the Niners and an underdog by a point and a half in Vegas. Two of those games really stand out. First off, we've got to go to week four. Have to. We don't know the starting quarterback, and they have the Bears favored by double digits against a professional football team. Maybe Detroit full on tank mode. But if the idea is Andy Dalton is under center to start the season, and we're talking week four, week four, how can you be 10 and a half against anyone? And I don't know if their idea is there's already a quarterback change in week four to fields, but minus 10 and a half, that is a large, large number. Uh, The other one is uh, just a projection on my end. Things turn on a dime in this league. And I expect the Steelers to stink this season. Hated their draft. A regression monster coming their way after somehow starting off 11-0 last season. The AFC North stacked. Just stacked. And they could be at the bottom after deciding to go with the running back to fix the run game in round number one. Give me the Bears plus 5.5 against Pittsburgh. On Monday night football. Who knows? Some of these, I can't wait to see what the actual numbers are once we get to the games. How close are these preseason lines going to be? A couple of notes on the schedule. I understand the trendy thing to say is, hey, we know the opponents. 
What's the big deal about finding out it's the schedule? It's just a matter of the order, and then we get some information on primetime games. That's it. I think that's the wrong way to approach it, especially in an NFL season. It matters. It matters. Bears fans and observers should understand this more than anyone. Because if you just look at 2020, whether games fell in the Trubisky or the Foles part of the season, it mattered. It mattered. Trubisky, as bad as he was, as much as the head coach didn't like him, he was better than Foles. And if the Bears didn't finish the season playing uh, the four worst defenses very late, does it matter? Of course it matters. What if they don't go 3-1 and one with a December filled with soft opponents? What if they don't get into the playoffs? Are we talking about the same head coach, the same general manager that are both here right now? It all matters. Timing of opponents matter. Weather, it matters in some situations. Comical to see the news hit uh, some that, oh, wait, the Bears have a tough schedule. Yes, they do have a tough schedule. We think it will be very challenging. The NFC North gets the NFC West and the AFC North. That's pretty rough. Two of the best divisions out there. We knew that going in. But the pet peeve of mine that I referenced earlier on in the show is constantly referring to strength of schedule as the combined record of upcoming opponents from last season. Now, I know technically that may be the the definition. That may be how it's always been handled when discussing NFL schedules. But come on. Come on, man. Oh, you mean last year when there were a bunch of opt-outs, right? In the league that we call a first-to-worst, worst-to-first league, can we do a little bit better? I, I think we can do a little bit better. Like I mentioned with Pittsburgh a moment ago. I think they're going to be bad. If they are bad, it changes things. How tough is that schedule? And if we do the record thing from last year, the Bears have the third toughest schedule, but I also think it's a big waste of time because we all know the NFL is driven on parity. If we go by win totals, now we're at the ninth toughest schedule. Third to ninth. That was quick. A little better but if you look at the win totals and the uh, results, in the 2020 season, the number of win totals that were off by at least two wins was more than half the league. 20 of the 32 teams win total off by at least two. Win total off by at least three and a half wins in 10 teams. The overall point here is the strength of schedule is incredibly overrated A big waste of time unless we're talking about the most difficult places to play with capacity crowds returning. That will not change. The tough places to play will still be challenging, right? It's still going to be tough to go to Arrowhead. Go to Buffalo. That's hard, man. That's hard to deal with all that. I hope that makes some sense. I am all for having fun. Go down the schedule. Go over the 17 games. Give out your predictions. That's part of the fun of this. I'm not telling you not to do that, but let's not put too much weight into the strength of schedule. It just seems like a fool's errand. If we have QB1 status, cool. I'm down with that. 
if we know it's going to be Dalton this part of the season, Fields over here, fine, we have something. But let's not go crazy on strength of schedule like we know exactly what these teams are going to be. Because year to year, things flip. I'm on Twitter, at Joe0670, at Joe0670. Today's Preakness Stakes, going to draw a lot of eyeballs. Many of you are going to bet it, even if you swore off horse racing after getting the Bob Baffert news last weekend. More Preakness picks are next from ESPN's Chris Felica and TVG's Simon Bray. You've got Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m. on 670 The Score in the Odyssey app. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on 670 The Score, the morning of the Preakness. Around this time every week, we check in with Jim Miller from Hawthorne. But we had a lot to discuss, so we did it at the start of the show. If you missed it, try the Rewind feature on the Odyssey app. Go back to 8 a.m. or check out the podcast, which will be posted in a bit. Just search Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. A couple more respected horse racing voices right now for my BetQL Daily Show. First, Chris Felica at ESPN. You know him from Game Day, Daily Wager. He's an on-camera talent. But he also works behind the scenes on the production side for some of ESPN's major broadcasts. So I asked Felica if there's such a thing as too much Medina Spirit coverage. Felica addressed that and gave his pick. Take a listen. Yes, there is. Uh, There there, there absolutely is, and I can guarantee you that that if ESPN ABC were covering this this event, um, this would be something that... Uh, we'd be saying that ultimately the people want to watch a horse race. They want to hear about the horses in the race. Uh, they're here to see the race. Uh, we need to address the Medina spirit part of it, uh, but we don't need to have uh, two hours of a, of a pre-race show around Medina spirit. So I, I would think NBC will be uh, the entire card that they have. They'll probably they'll, they'll cover it from every angle, and it'll be good because uh, they'll use the undercard probably, which is to, to space out all of the different angles and topics of conversation around Medina Spirit. But I think ultimately people want to watch the race and hear about the race and the horses and how to bet the race. Is the number right for Medina Spirit in nine to five? Yeah, it, it is. He, he is still the horse to be. And, and I actually think that there is a really good chance if you like Medina Spirit tomorrow, you're going to get a better price than that because I think, and I talk about this uh, a lot, people bet on things that they want to see happen, not necessarily what will happen. And I think the, the Medina Spirit crowd right now grouped into two, 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 two divisions. You've got Group A, who they want to see Medina Spirit lose. They don't want to see him do well, and they will not bet on him. They will bet against him because they want to see him lose. And then there's Group B that will not bet on Medina Spirit because they think he won't win because they don't think he's going to be juiced up, which is the only reason that he won the Derby party. That was what they think. So I think that that, that factor on a big stakes day like that, the fact that Bob Baffert has another horse in the race and there are a couple of other horses in there that are a little intriguing, I, I think that price on Medina Spirit, uh, might, that morning line of 9 to 5, might drift up to around 5 to 2 or so. I'm not the biggest TV ratings guy. But I'm really curious how this plays out. We, we know the Derby had great ratings two weeks ago, uh, but are, are there people that got screwed with Medina Spirit and they had Mandaloon or they had some other exotics that would have won them 
big money, like five figures. We all know people that were in that spot and they're really bitter about it. Are they going to come back? Are they going to bet on the Preakness or just the fact that Medina Spirit is running? Is that going to draw more eyeballs that normally would not be there for the Preakness? It's interesting because this this incident feels different uh, because it is the Derby. uh, It's Bob Baffert. And there have been whispers and rumblings. And look, he's had rules issues and medication issues the last few years, whether it's been with, with Justify or Charlatan or Gamine. And this, I think, was the, the final straw for a lot of people who are fed up at being a better and potentially mm-hmm. losing out on on a potential payday. I mean, the, the, the California horse racing board and whomever else is really has bought all of these excuses that Baffert and his team have made up, whether it's a groom urinating in some hay after drinking cough syrup or an assistant trainer had a lidocaine patch on his back. Oh, oh there, there was some straight Jimson weed in, in the horse's hay that he must've eaten. Like they, they like bought into this. And I think people are fed up and it's going to be interesting to see there are people who have swore off betting on horses until something is done about Baffert. And I'm interested to see if this class action lawsuit that a couple of people are looking to file, if it has legs and how far this goes. But, but I do think there is a storyline, whether it's been, whether it's a, how will he do or, or, or B, just story itself. But I think the ratings will be pretty good tomorrow. Uh, how are you going to pick this? I'm going to put the number four horse crowded trade on top as my top pick. Instead of one on the morning line, um, if you look at his past performances, uh, he broke made in it first asking as a three-year-old. Uh, just got beaten in the Wood Memorial by a nose. He looked like a winner, and then the, the speed bias carried the, uh, the eventual long shot winner to a, to a win. Had a terrible, really wide trip in the Wood. Uh, Chad Brown and Javier Castellano had done business before in the Preakness. Uh, winning with cloud computing. And, and remember, prices are the way to go in the Preakness. If you look over the last eight years, there's been at least one horse in the exacta each year that has been mm. at least 10 to 1. Crowded trade for the Bear Chris Felica. Also on BetQL Daily, we also spoke with Simon Bray, longtime analyst over at TVG on BetQL Daily. Here's how Simon Bray is betting the Preakness. I see Medina Spirit winning right back. I haven't let what's happened the last week change my handicapping judgment because this is a story, believe me, this should not have been leaked to the press for about another two weeks. Usually they get a sample, they send it off, and then once the split sample comes back positive, then they'll release the results. So normally nine times out of ten, if this was the Kentucky Derby was a race on Saturday of any other day of the year, you would not have heard about this positive result. It got leaked. Baffert tried to get ahead of the story. So, you know, with that in mind, I try to look at it from that point of view. Would I still be looking at Medina Spirit as a heavy favorite, a chance to win tomorrow? Absolutely, without all that information. You know, six of Bob Baffert's Kentucky Derby winners have come right back and won the Preakness. And historically, it's a good race for, you know, Kentucky Derby winning horses. They run well. So I'm not letting that, you know, affect my judgment. All right, Simon. You like Medina Spirit. What about the other horses to hit the board? Okay, I'm going to go with some prices in there. It's bad. I mean, I was just uh, – last time I came on your show before the, the, the Derby, I was giving out prices and picks. And uh, to be honest with you, I mean, I was just horrible. I mean, I probably <laughs> lit dollar bills on fire. It couldn't have got any worse. And a lot of it was it was traffic trouble. But I think Midnight Bourbon for Steve Asmussen was six in the Derby. That's a horse who had a troubled trip last time out. He'll be a lot closer today. Baffert's biggest challenge with Medina Spirit is – Baffert himself with concert tour. That's a horse who's going to be pressing the pace from the outside and could be a big threat. My price play in the Preakness, so like Medina Spirit, Midnight Bourbon, my price play is um, 
for a trainer, Chad Brown. I think he's got a good shot with crowded trades. That horse has only had three starts, but this, this is remarkable. Chad Brown won the Preakness a couple of years ago with a horse called Cloud Computing. That horse had three races coming in the Preakness. They were a maiden special weight win, first time out, second in a race called the Gotham, and third in a race called the Wood Memorial. He's got crowded trade-ins, won a maiden special weight race, second in the Gotham, third in the Wood Memorial. Identical past performances coming in. He's my price to use underneath Medina Spirit at 10 to 1. So if Medina Spirit does win, what, what do you think the odds are of a triple crown? I think they're very good. If, if he wins, I think they're very good because, you know, the, the Belmont, you know, everyone thinks mile and a half, you need a big, deep closing horse. It, 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 it goes against the grain. You know, you need a horse with tactical speed that can lay close to it. So I think there's a good chance of it. I mean, if he wins tomorrow and then it's two for two, I mean, the sport's going to get a whole lot more publicity. And by the Belmont Stakes, I'm sure the split sample will come back. So we'll have a lot more. I mean, it could it could throw the whole thing into, into absolute media chaos, to be honest with you. So we had three different experts this hour on early odds between Simon Bray there, Chris Felica, and Jim Miller. And we got three different winners. Some would say that means it's a wide open race. I would say that means you just have to box the horses. All right. Best of luck today. That BetQL Daily Show, it airs Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to noon. You can listen live on the Odyssey app. You can watch live on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. And it also airs live on 105.9 FM HD to the bet here in Chicago. Again, 9 a.m. to noon. Or if you're busy at that time, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Talk Monday on BetQL Daily. Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw is next. Cash some tickets and keep it locked here on 670 The Score. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.